Hello, everyone. We're live. And Hooray, we did it. We're here. Kate will be joining us as soon as she can. Uh, she is on her way. Uh, and we're doing something a little different today. We're doing a like world building exercise, I guess, Ben. So why don't you tell people a little bit about what we're doing? Yeah, so what we're doing today is a game called The Deep Forest. It's been slightly tweaked uh, in that we aren't playing in a forest. We're playing underground, underneath Ferromasters University. Yeah. Uh, it's a game by Buried Without Ceremony, uh, which is a fantastic little group. Just, I think it's just a single uh, like indie game maker uh, who creates a great little game. Um, I happen to own the, the Quiet Year, yeah. which comes in a very rustic uh, burlap sack. Um, I have the Quiet Year cards in front of me. There, un there are not uh, cards for the Deep Forest, but you can uh, download the game and play it for free and print them out for free. Mm. Uh, I just have the cards in front of me for the quiet year to give me a quick reference. During this game, I will be the person who is drawing the cards and relaying to our players, including myself, I will be playing, not just a DM, uh, what the options are. Yeah. Um, so this is a map drawing game and collaboratively using Roll20, we are going to be drawing on our map. Nice. Which uh, I hope you can see kind of in front of us here. Uh, the left-hand side of the map is a top-down view uh, of the the area. And the right-hand side of the map is kind of a cross-section view with the uh, surface being at the top and like the deep bedrock layer at the bottom. Mm -hmm. um, you can see that I have already added in our little uh, kobold uh, nest that we have where the, the kobolds all live, uh, represented by that golden burning brazier, and the little cave that is the uh, catbird clan. Uh, we'll be drawing on this map together, having a good time, um, probably having some, some silliness as we go, uh, but it is... A, a great kind of introspective world-building game. Um, the Quiet Year is about a, a village or a community that has had a rough time and is now growing and and reclaiming some of what has been lost before the winter comes. The Deep Forest is a like a, a sister game to that and it's kind of like a post-colonial weird fantasy about what happens when the humans leave and the monsters all come back mm. so i think that was appropriate for our, our kobold uh friends so the idea is we are playing as the kobolds but not just the kobolds the other creatures that live underneath the ground, underneath Ferromasters University. And we'll get to that uh, as we start. So I'm going to, to read some of the the lovely booklet here from the, the Deep Forest to kind of set some of the scene. So this is a map drawing game. We are going to collaboratively explore the struggles of a community of monsters trying to rebuild and heal 
after being attacked by human occupiers. That's right, our kobolds have been too high profile in their latest capers and drawn some of the humans from the surface to attack them. I'm just thinking about what happened in the last one. No spoilers because it hasn't gone out yet, but... Yeah, some of the things that have happened... um, (laughs) They were a bit high profile. Yeah, the kobolds have had to to relocate their, their nest so they're starting fresh in in an area underneath the university they've abandoned their previous nest and they're moving somewhere else uh and this is a game about community difficult choices and decolonization Uh, as we play we are going to make decisions about the community decisions that get recorded on the map that is constantly evolving and parts of the map uh, are going to be literal cartography where other parts are going to be kind of symbolic and we're going to work together to create and steer this community. Um, but also play devil's advocate and introduce problems and tension into the game. So you can see that we have our, our lovely map that I have started. Um, it is very rough, but as the nature of these games are, you know, you can play with textures. Like you don't have to be super neat and fantastic here. Uh, this game will take between two to four hours. Um, and you know we're going to have some fun as we go through. You can see that I have prepared uh, the the map into two sides. Normally, you would just have one map, one one area of play. But due to the nature of being underground, I thought we might like to have some some verticality represented. Uh, because when you're underground, how deep something is is important. Yeah. <laughs> You can play this with just a regular deck of cards as well. You just have to separate the deck into the four suits, which represent uh, in the regular game four seasons, because normally the game is played over 52 weeks. Uh, 52 weeks is a very long time. It's an entire year, in fact. Um, We're going to be playing over 52 days with each card representing a single day of things happening. So a lot of stuff is going to happen uh, over the course of almost two months for these kobolds. It's going to be a very busy time for them, in fact. So Zaigami asks, uh, at what point in time does this take place? Does a giant blue face spider live down here? Yeah, no, this takes place... Uh, at, this is the furthest in the kobold timeline we have gotten. Um, yeah. I've also got a notepad here, and I'm writing down uh, two, two sections. We have adoptions and taboos. And names are the two things I'm keeping track of here. Great. Uh, so for the long time, longest time, our, our kobold have lived underneath Veramustus, uh, in an area that previously never had humans here. Mm. But they've they've gone you know, deeper underground, and unfortunately, recently been driven from their main cave to a new cave they've been digging out. And they you know, had to dismantle all their things and move their settlements, and now they're trying to reclaim an area. Uh, but there's the concern that the kobold exterminators are going to be showing up again in two months' time mm-hmm. when, when, when this game comes to an end. We don't know about that yet, but what we do know is that right now, in this moment... Our kobolds have an opportunity for healing and self-discovery away from human eyes. So, we're going to familiarize ourselves with the tools of our game. We have our map, 
Um, we've, we'll establish some of the, the landscapes um, and the other things that are here. And as we play, we'll update the map to reflect new discoveries, conflict, opportunities. Um, you know, and we'll, we'll try to avoid writing words on it, mm-hmm. but common symbols are fine. Mm-hmm. And throughout the game, we'll all be responsible for drawing on this map. You can draw poorly, you can draw crudely, but we're all going to draw on this map together. We'll see how that goes from my end. That's that's just how this game works. I'm using a mouse. I'm using a mouse. So mm, same. <laughs> I um, do not have one of those, and I just discovered this doesn't work. I know. Anyway, it's fine. Um, it's fine. Now, the normal game, you use dice to keep track of projects. Mm. Uh, we are playing on roll twenty, so I'm just going to put a number on like next to a project, and I'm just going to tick it down during that phase of the game. Uh, we also have contempt tokens, which we're just going to have to keep track of ourselves, which these represent tension and frustration that might arise between our monsters as the game plays. And I'll, I'll explain our deck. So if you're playing this at home yourself, uh, you divide a deck of cards into the four suits, with hearts being spring, diamonds being summer, clubs being autumn, and spades being winter. And somewhere in the pile of spades cards is the uh, the king of spades. When that card is drawn, the game is over. Mm. And it can come at any point during the winter part of the game. Now, I'm going to shuffle our four decks, our spring, our summer, our autumn and our winter decks. Uh, so you might be shuffling in the background here. So we have two roles to play in this game. The first is to speak for members of the community mm-hmm. and to care about their individual and collective fates. Yeah. The second is to dispassionately introduce dilemmas to them. Right. To provoke difficult situations and see what comes of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game asks us to move in between these two roles. The game will ask us to speak as various monsters in the community and take actions on their behalf. Each time we do so, we'll indicate which monster or group of monsters we are speaking or acting as. Mm. And for the purpose of this, monster can be either a single monster or like a, a group of small monsters who live together. Cool. Now, when you introduce a, a monster to this map, remember, it must be able to communicate and act, albeit perhaps unclearly or through some sort of magical means. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, most of, I think, what we're going to be having are groups of kobolds, but there are all kinds of monsters in Dungeons and Dragons that live underground. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to probably encounter a bunch of them. Cool. Uh, we shouldn't feel that any single viewpoint belongs to any of us. Yeah. Okay. Um, we are going to be invited to speak for different monsters throughout the course of the game and by explicitly calling out the actors and perspectives of those monsters. This game allows us to explore how individuals shape communities, as well as how individuals cope with the scars of occupation. We'll also be presented with opportunities to introduce issues for the community to deal with, and in the wake of the attack, uh, this will happen when we draw cards or use the uncover uncover something action. Mm. 
by dispassionately introducing dilemmas and then returning to our other role as members of the community will create tension within this community as they struggle to to deal with them if there's an issue uh that you struggle with in real life um this can be a space that we can explore that or we can totally ignore those things and not have to deal with them um we'll introduce situations as we go but safe I'm, space. I'm not... no questions asked yeah exactly this is a safe space yeah great so um we we can't, like the game asks us to, to then establish the nature of the occupation and yeah. the lingering impact for us this is fair masters university uh fair masters university is a big group of people and buildings attached to a huge city that has a lot of people where there previously were not and the kobolds that used to live here have been shaped and changed because of that. Maybe we'll get someone actually. Uh, Joe, as a as a mm. test of your ability here to draw on this map, why don't you draw mm. something on the map to represent something from the university, like a, right. a landmark, something that has been kind of like lost underground, perhaps? So while this is happening, we're just going to. Um get Kate into the action who is now ready to join us so uh, Kate is going to join us on Zoom and I'm going to do some magic behind the scenes so that we can uh, yeah so that we can get all the cameras set up so uh, right. also Joe if you, if you want me to shrink down what you draw I can do that oh okay cool is that is that a very subtle hey that's too big mate it's a very big thing I'm not sure what you're drawing well it's the Oh, that is an appropriate size for it. Yeah, right. The library is massive and it's underground. I love it. Yes. Okay. Do you want to also put? Hey, Kate. Hello. Hello, Hello, friends. Apologies for being late. That's what happens when you live in a weird time zone and have to do the time zone thing. Georgie. Uh, I hope you've been listening along. I have. Excellent. The chat would know this because I've been lurking in the chat as Excellent. well so that is Thank fine you. um joe do you also want to draw a circle on the left hand side of the map to kind of represent where it is top down spatially oh yes okay um <laughs> yeah no i think that's that's fair kind of over to the side i'm um, an artist yeah art maybe just like put art. draw a draw a book or something to represent that that is the library <laughs> i can put an You're l asking a lot Maybe just try yeah, it yeah. Let me try. Let me try my best okay. to draw a book, and then you can delete it if you need to. <laughs> Big okay. L for library. Big L for library. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. There you go. That's a book. That's 100% a hundred percent a book. Yeah. Ross, want to a key scroll up, which we can so everyone can see Joe's excellent book. Yeah. So. I'm just going to try and so position it. It's a very it strong screen. word. But it is, Let's... I can confirm, uh, until then, very book-like. Uh, <laughs> I would say very book-like. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. You're all very kind. But <laughs> as an artist, I make a really good scientist. You can be both. Be both. Oh, you can definitely be both. A thousand percent. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's... Yeah. All right, so at this point, um, each of us are going to introduce 
uh, one monster or group of monsters and tell us briefly about its nest or dwelling. Cool. Um, I'm going to start off by having drawn the kobold nest, mm-hmm. saying that that's what I've done. Um, the, the kobold nest with the burning brazier is where your your main group of kobolds live and the, the catbird uh, little side cave is is where the kobolds that we know and love live. And I think yes, I think uh, if we go by our traditional turn order that would mean that Ross is next. Does mean that Ross is next. Great. So, so what I'm going to do, uh, because we're underground, is uh, I'm going to introduce, uh, hopefully, uh, this uh, thing into the proceedings. Okay. Um, hmm. That's not working. That's fine. So I, I'm a big fan of uh, undead creatures, and so what I'm going to draw is a... Uh, a little skeleton. And I guess, actually, it would make sense if they were sort of a little lower down. So I'm just going to choose a darker colour here. Now, I'm going to I'm gonna also uh, mention that this map is abstract and you can yeah. imagine that there are little cobalt tunnels that lead to these various locations, but we're mm. not going to draw all of these little tunnels. Yeah. So we're going to have a little undead with a ribcage... We know there are kobolds in the like around the under library, right? Weren't they involved? Yeah, yeah, they definitely dug into the library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there we go. There's a little undead that has has been who knows how long they've been there, just waiting to be activated by tunneling kobolds. Oh, uh, Ross, you're an artist too. Yeah, I'm gonna copy and move <laughs> that over onto the other map, Ross. Yeah, so I guess. Um, if it's low, it would be... Oh, I'm just going to... I got it. Don't know how you undo on this. Uh, but, yes, uh, I am going to, I guess... Yeah, that seems about and right. I think I can, can... I think I can give it to you. Can I Can I give this to you? So I was going to just put a token on the map, but I don't seem to have the ability to do that. No. Where would you like your skeleton, Ross, in relation to... Yeah, definitely a little deeper than we are now. Um... Probably to like the southeast. Southeast of the brazier. Uh, southeast of the brazier, and a little deeper than where the kobolds live. Yeah. How's that look? Yeah, that looks good. Excellent, Kate. Yes, I feel like I'm going to introduce something that is less fun, but also equally feels like it belongs in an underground situation. And this is where I get roll twenty to behave a little bit. Um, I feel like there's, like, a bug swarm that lives near the underlibrary, like, quite shallowly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, oh, my God, come on. Come on, little mouse. Do the do the, do the the drawing thing. Nope. I, I found that if you need to, Why? you can zoom zoom in and then change the, the freehand um, yeah. regular to, like, thin or small. There we go. If you need to, so like... we're going to have some little bugs that, like, live up here. Little social bugs, social insects? Yeah. Like ants or something? Like ants or something of that sort of style. Um, You may need to scroll up, Ross, because they're quite surface level. Um, And I think they live 
Yeah, they live live near the underlibrary. That feels like an appropriate little spot for them to live. Okay. Um, Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, when you finish them, let me know and I'll, I'll duplicate them. I think I will just, I will leave us with two little squiggly ant-looking brown brown boys. Okay. That'll that'll do us as uh, our representation will, of bug swarm. move them over. Oh, no, don't, don't do that. All right, go, go, grab, and I'll put them over there, next to them. Yeah, that feels like where they belong. They belong close to the, close to the library. It's, it's kind of why there are face spiders in the in the underlibraries, that there's, there's a bug swarm that lives nearby, and that was their prime food source before they underlibraried themselves. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right. So uh, now that we have that, I'm going to make a little record here that we've got a skeleton and a bug swarm. And and hang on a minute. You you went in the wrong order. I Joe. go after Joe. Yeah. I was I skip, very confused. I, I, I was like, Joe. what do you mean? I skipped Joe. Joe goes before me. That's the rule. Those are very, very weird and wrong. For, uh, for people who don't know, uh, the clap order is mm. Ben Ross Jokate every time. Yeah. Ben Ross Jokate every time. Ben Ross Jokate. All right. Hey, thank you. Yeah, you wouldn't Joe. actually hear that as the audience very often. No, but, they um, don't. Yeah, to, to make sure our audio synced, we have a very particular order, and it's extremely confusing when something upsets the uh, <laughs> upsets the order. <laughs> okay. Uh, Joe, what would you like to... What What's the little monster you're adding to our group here? Okay, so do I have to add monsters? Do I have, like, what sort of... Some kind of underground thing. Some kind of underground creature. Um, mm-hmm. It could be, like, an ogre, or maybe, like, uh, a spirit... Um, some kind of, some kind of creature. Is there a cemetery near uh, Fair Masters University? Um, not near the university. I mean, mm. th- there's the necromancy department. Oh, uh, true. <laughs> which is uh, cemetery adjacent. I feel like some stuff may have like leached into the ground from the necromancy. Necro juice. <laughs> <laughs> Necro goo. Um, ben, what sort of things can necromancers do? Because oh, many strange and undead things. <laughs> um, I. Is there just like a a professor that died many, many, many years ago, like wandering around a cabin, just teaching a class underground? Yeah, why not? Okay, yeah. Got summoned and, like, is now very, very confused. I mean, we have established that the necromancy department does go underground at one point. Yeah. So, um, okay, I think what you're trying, what what you're drawing, Joe, is that there is an underground section with some kind of necromancer, probably near the surface, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, I look forward to you drawing this on the map. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. I feel like tonight is going to be full of, oh, God, how do we know? Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. What? Ah! Anyone do that too, please? Okay. Let me just, oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> what am I done? Remember, I, if you, if, oh, boy. Okay, yes. What? No, no, that's good. Are you sure? It's, you it's, said, oh boy. It's it's a lot blobbier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> we love a blob. Blobs I are great. I have a finger. I, I have a feeling that the top of our map is going to end up looking very full <laughs> with all of these surface level things. Well. That makes sense. Uh, oh. 
how do I draw a necromancy professor wandering? Uh, <laughs> little blobby ghost boy. Little, little white yeah. blob with a little white blob. Little, on little his stick white blob boy. Oh no, I keep drawing. Select me. <laughs> Shut up. See, no, I, I was I was worried that some one of you was going to show up to this with like a drawing tablet and then just school the rest of us. <laughs> what I was trying to do. Anyway, um, please talk amongst yourselves. I'm just gonna <laughs> doodle over here. Okay. Um, chat. So, feel free to throw ideas for like other monsters that can be oh, underground yes. into the chat because yeah. we will run out of ideas at some point because whilst we are creative human beings. Uh, we do not have all of the answers, so if mm. you are lurking or listening, please feel free to uh, throw some suggestions out. Well, as as Joe uh, does that, <laughs> I'm just sitting here like a gremlin. <laughs> the rest of us are going to uh, declare an important thing that we have either uh, our kobolds have either adopted from the surface world or declared a taboo. So, for example, might be um, crops and fields, domesticated animals, um, a, a dark orb of some kind of magic. I'm trying to draw eyes and it's not working. <laughs> Does it need to be a recently acquired thing from nope, the surface? Nope, this can be any... any Zygami just um oh. just said something amazing. Clearly, one of Susie's oozes escaped underground when she had, oh, I was had too many to keep track of. Later, yeah, I feel like there will mm. like definitely be some gelatinous cubies under there. Yeah, that um, is amazing. Um, so when I was going to say something like the cooking, the big cooking pots and stuff, feel like mm. things that have been included in society, but I don't know what you think. But and that's too obvious a thing. Um, we we we're gonna make something that is. Uh, like strange to kobolds but important um so for example if we picked like uh metal working this would mean that the monsters didn't have access to that technology mm. before interacting with the humans um and that they might be have it useful now or they may have decided that metal working is a taboo and like we don't do that humans do that uh and i think something i'm going to i'm going to say farming mushrooms is the thing that the kobolds have like picked up from, from mm -hmm. the surface they that makes sense previously just been a very like going on raids hunting yeah. gathering kind of group but they've seen humans growing stuff in their gardens and they've decided oh well, we can do that ourselves and so i'm gonna mushrooms? draw some little mushrooms uh why are they to... mushrooms and little mushy uh, boys Little mushy boys. Little mushrooms. Also, in an attempt to get, like, put eyes on my ghost, I've accidentally mm -hmm. given it glasses. Awesome. Okay. And I'm not mad at it. No, that sounds great. That sounds great to mm. me. Not mad. Not mad at all. Going to draw some little mushrooms here. Yeah. Um, if this looks like a particularly poisonous mushroom, that's it's not. Not the kobolds. It's fine. And I'm just going to cheat with my... Uh, GM powers here and copy paste a whole bunch of times of this one mushroom I've drawn. Hurrah! Mushrooms. Mushrooms. All right. That's what the, they have adopted the use of farming. Writing this down. Farming Ooh. mushrooms. Ross. Mm. Your turn. What is something that has either been adopted 
or made taboo? I really want them to have adopted coffee. I just, I, I just, I like the idea of the kobolds getting just like, like energized from this liquid that like the denizens. I'm just imagining snake on coffee. <laughs> so yeah, we don't have to draw all these things. I'm just, gonna, I am writing them down to keep track of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to write down coffee. Feel free to draw some kind of coffee representation on the map if you would like, but otherwise you don't have to. Joe, mm. I apologize interrupting your your wonderful drawing. Oh, I'm done. You. I'm okay. I'm like nope. <laughs> okay. Helping or hurting? Helping or hurting? Um, uh, what is something that has either been adopted or been declared taboo? I think there's a very small group of kobolds who have taught themselves common. Mm. And steal books occasionally. Okay, so the the learning common is the uh, thing that they've adopted. Yes, but it's controversial. So some of the kobolds don't think that's a thing that they should be doing. Okay, some of them are like, heck yes, please. I'm going to add that to both 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 columns. Mm-hmm. I think adopted so. And taboo. But there's a small group who who are like, we need to learn this. We must learn the common language so we can interact better. We must learn the yeah. common tongue. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right, Kate, what yeah. is uh, something that's been adopted or has become taboo that they've seen or, or interacted with? I think that I think that they that it is taboo to have um, the little plastic cards that people on the surface carry around with them with their faces on them like having what is essentially a student card id card is taboo because it implies that you've done something it's like it's it's that you've actively injured someone of another kind in a like personal way rather than in a group like stealing something from the surface is one thing but like disadvantaging one specific person because you took their little card okay so it's not it's not kobolds getting id cards it's stealing other people's id cards cards yeah okay it's like it's bad to pretend to be somebody else basically identity theft is a a crime like i don't know if i need to say that but like identity you heard it here first Cobalt respect identity identity theft is something that is very uh, problematic. Identity theft is bad. I can't believe that is something I have to say to the internet, but identity theft is bad. Do you hear me, internet? Um, But yes, I think even Cobalt's acknowledge that identity theft is bad. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So now that we've we've got some things that have been adopted and some taboos, uh, I'm going to go through how the game actually works so the basic unit of play in the deep forest is a week but for us it's going to be a single day mm-hmm. each day identity theft is bed Kate. Yeah, <laughs> uh chat this is this is what happens when you're typing on multiple devices and you don't actually check your spelling it's fine so okay so the, the basic <laughs> unit of this game is one day each day is a turn taken by it's one bed. player it's bad identity theft is bad it's fine <laughs> you just need a good accent it's gonna be so baffling to anybody else anyway uh, sorry 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 sorry, right. sorry. Uh, and for if if this goes up as a podcast we'll also put the map online as well people can look at it yeah let's see um so 
we are going to take interns a day, and during the day, a number of actions happen. During each day, the following things happen. The active player draws a card, uh, which I am going to do on your behalf because you don't have cards in front of you. I'm going to read it out loud, and it's going to resolve. The player whose turn it is is going to make the decision because the cards are going to have choices to make. Then any project dice currently in play get reduced by one, and any projects that finish get updated. Cool. And then the active player chooses and takes an action. The actions are uncover something, agree on something, or start a project. So there are 52 cards. Uh, there are 52 days for our game. We won't necessarily get to all of them because... Uh, as I said earlier, the king of um, spades will be drawn, and that's when the game ends. Uh, so, and, and in the game itself, it means that the, the surface people could arrive at any time during the winter part of the game and interrupt our community's progress. Mm-hmm. Most cards have two options to choose from, separate, separated by an or divider. Mm. Um, pick the option that you find the most interesting and fitting and read it. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read both out loud so you get to pick. Mm-hmm. Yep. The card might ask you a question, bring bad news, or create new opportunities. Many cards have specific rules attached to them, which are going to be written in bold text, but I'll relay that to you. And if you drew the card, it's up to you to make the decision. If a card asks you a question, Think about whether your answer could be represented on the map somehow as well. Mm-hmm. If it fits, update the map to reflect this new information. Mm-hmm. For example, if a card asks you about the feeding habits of one of, of your community, you might end up drawing a hunting ground in the nearby area. Then you work on projects. So unless your card specifically told you otherwise, the next step is reduce each project number on the map by one. If a project reaches zero, it gets the number gets removed and the project is completed whoever started that project gets to tell everybody how it turned out Mm. and update the map to reflect its completion the project finishes early because a card says a project finishes early it is instead the responsibility of the active player to tell everybody how it turns out so if i started a project but then on kate's turn uh your card says this one of the projects finishes and you pick my project you get to decide how it ends not me okay when a project is completed it is assumed that it went successfully and is beneficial to the community in some cases it may make sense to have um an investigative project Mm -hmm. end with uh some revelation Mm. Uh, in these cases the completion of a project should always feel like a step forward not backwards this doesn't always mean that the whole community is happy, just that something is progressing. Then there is the uh, uncover something. So um, one of the action types is uncover something, which reveals something um, from before or during the, ocu- like the, the occupation. It might represent a problem. Uh, it might offer an opportunity or both draw it on the map 
um, drawing should be small and simple, smaller than uh, I guess what would be like a centimeter, a couple of centimeters or an inch on our screens. Um, which this map's going to get very full otherwise. Mm. Uh, if you need me to, you can draw it and I can shrink it down. Um, we can use this action to introduce unresolved issues and dilemmas, uh, resurfacing the history of the community. It might even be something that's familiar to the community members, but surprising to us as players. When individual monsters get introduced through this action, we'll give them names and record those names in our my little sheet here, uh, which currently has skeletons, bug swarm, and uh, necromancer teacher, <laughs> necromancer lecturer. Sure. Um, so, some examples of uncovering something are um, a mass grave being found near the community, a pack of were beasts emerging, uh, a f- forgotten tales of the end times begin to circulate. An ancient rite is completed for the first time, or an archaic religious symbol appears in the sky. Gosh, I feel like any and all of those would send our kobolds into a spin. <laughs> uh, so, and the other thing is, start a. Uh, so there's projects. You can start a project. You can discover something, or we can agree on something, which is you open with a statement about a problem or an issue in the community. And then going uh, turn-wise, everyone else gets to weigh in once, sharing their agreement with your statement or describing what um, their opinion is. Mm-hmm. Remember to indicate which monster or group of monsters is speaking or not speaking. And agreeing on something never results in a concrete decision. Everyone weighs in or stays silent, and then it's over. This is how you know, conversations work in communities. There's much, there's as much left unsaid as there is said sometimes to preserve the peace. When an agreement ends, we mark the situation that's attached to it with a small dot. As an example, a community might agree on how to uh, punishing the ball of light for failing to warn the community about problems at the Wizard Tower. The first player says, "We should punish, we should punish the the, the ball of light by locking him in the tower." The second player says that the ogre sits in silence, picking something from his ear and eating it, not interested. The third player says the group of ghostly wisps in the forest gather around and say, yes, the ball of light is dangerous. And the fourth player says that they represent the ball of light who radiates grief, but stays silent. It's important that we are concise and if any of us feel like we have more to say on the topic, we can always agree to talk about like they can always talk about it at a, in their turn next mm. or later so it's just a brief conversation in the community about what something that's happened so with with projects you choose a situation on the map and tell us how some of the monsters are addressing it once again you can discover something you can have a discussion you can start a project are the three things you can do mm-hmm project it doesn't matter if the entire community supports the project or not maybe a small group decide to start working on something whatever the whatever the situation is if you're choosing a project to happen it starts it might focus on 
um, restoring old customs or rebuilding something that has been lost or new endeavors that will move the community forward. Um, some examples might be dismantling previous structures that have been abandoned by the, the, the humans um, or teaching the old dragon tongue to our villagers young uh, or maybe someone in the group leads others in restoring some some runic archers and so one player decides they're going to start a project and describes what that is and then as a group we quickly decide how many days the project would reasonably take to complete with a minimum of one day and a maximum of six remember you are a community in re in recovery and many of your abilities have lain dormant and your traditions acquired stigma is your community prepared to tackle this project maybe you need to do some healing and practice first um, be generous with your assumptions but do remember that your community needs to build capacity slowly so you start a project and we put a, a number on the map wherever the project is taking place which on the next person's turn will get ticked down so at the side of the game we have a we have said that there are some adopted things farming mushrooms drinking coffee and some of them are learning common and we've declared that learning common and stealing id is taboo this list will serve as guides for interpreting the community's ongoing discourse about their situation mm -hmm. and throughout play we'll update this list to reflect changes in our perspectives whether we feel it's appropriate to do so maybe the completion of a project in uh, induces the adoption of a taboo that was previously like you know we adopt that or maybe something that was being adopted becomes taboo mm. or maybe we add new adoptions or add new taboos Twitter is illegal in the community, LEB says. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yes, Ellen. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you ever feel like a particular monster wasn't consulted or honored in a decision making process, uh, you can give the player who represented that, who, who, who you give them contempt. Basically, mm -hmm. you place you place a piece of contempt next to the the creature or group of creatures that are beginning to become upset. So this might be if someone starts a project that you don't agree with, um, you don't get to voice your objection and speak out of turn, you are instead invited to place a piece of contempt. Mm -hmm. Like if someone And that's literally if we if we think of another group within the community that might have a problem with that. Yes. Okay. We're not playing a specific people. Yeah, we're I mean I might be on one turn uh, a mushroom farmer. Yeah. And I, I think the mushrooms yeah, yeah, yeah. aren't being taken care of. And then in we're the just kind of like turn, representing. Yeah. Uh, yeah in yeah. the next turn, I'll be somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, cool, maybe cool. we'll have a turn where the group of ants decide to do something and the kobolds don't like it and the ants get mad at them and they give the kobolds some contempt. And the ants go marching. Too bad to hurrah. The hurrah. ants start getting contempt. Um, you know, if a monster wants to act selfishly to the detriment of the community, you know, you can remove a contempt token from it to justify the behavior. So if an ants get upset, kobolds are doing something, they get contempt. And then if the ants want to do something to the detriment of the kobolds, remove that, that contempt and they can just do it. 
This is this is going to make a lot more sense when we start playing, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. Good. No. This we, is a I think, lot. We're at that, I think we're at that point where we need to start doing rather than just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Saying it's a lot. Yes. Word salad. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think as the first. Not person, in a bad way, just quietly, but it, it is a lot of information. All right. Uh, we're we're going to get started. We're going to have some fun. I'm going to draw the first card. Okay. The first card from Spring is the Queen of Hearts. Uh, my options are some of the monsters here have traveled a great distance to join this community. Mm -hmm. What drew them here? Where did they leave? Or all of the monsters here have lived in this region for centuries. What originally drew them to this area? Oh, I really like the first one. <sighs> I... Because I kind of feel like... Well, this is my decision. Yeah. Oh, is it? It's your, it's your yeah, draw. This, this is my draw. Uh, oh, okay. And then you'll get your <laughs> draw in a minute. So, uh, for my one, I'm going to say... I mean, the kobolds have lived here for centuries. Hmm. And I think, actually, the thing that... This is me putting lore into the world. The thing that drew them here originally was they discovered the golden burning brazier. Oh, yes. And decided to build a community around it. So if they've been forced to move, have they taken the brazier with them? They have. Are they able to do that? They have taken it with them. Okay, cool. So the, the burning brazier is... Be tragic. Yes. Mm. Now, that's the card that I played. The second thing I do is we move down any of the project dice. There are not currently any project dice mm -hmm. ongoing. I'm going to hold a discussion. As the grandmother, the elder of the clan, she will say that we need to search deeper and find places to live further away from the surface, away from the, the humans and the, the surface dwellers in case of emergency. And then Ross, as a member of the community, you can mm. choose to respond, or you can choose to be a member of the community who, like, doesn't respond. Mm. I think traditionally we've lived below the surface, and that concerns me as a kobold. Uh, Joe? I'm going to take the position of some of the kobolds that are learning common um, and say, no. No, we can learn so much from the, the big people. We need to be closer to them mm. with escape routes. Hate. Uh, I'm going to take the position. Well, actually, can I clarify, Ben? Can I take the position of someone who is not a kobold? Yes. I'm going to take the position of uh, one of the skeleton boys. Who are kind of, of nearby. Nearby, who, who are deeper in the ground, who don't necessarily want other people coming. So this is something that they're expressing, but not technically part of that conversation. Yeah, that there is okay. there is this external pressure from them to not... Um, not go deeper. Not go deeper because that's their territory. Okay, okay. I like it. Uh, and then that is my turn. Uh, next, we have Ross. Cool. You have the two of hearts, which is um, what cultural practice or ritual unifies your community or... There is a monster who did not join with you. Where are they on the map? What makes them different? When the community moved, they didn't come along. Hmm. 
I like so, yeah. the idea of, of a monster that didn't move with us, like the, the sort of maybe they, they, were, they were the traditionalists or they just sort of, you know, they liked the previous location for whatever reason. Now, obviously, we've set up in the law that they moved because they were discovered by humans, right, initially. Yeah. And so we've had to set up again. But maybe maybe they had some way of, like, escaping that, that and they just didn't want to give up that traditional space. So, like, one of the, the family groupings stayed behind. Mm. Okay. Do you want to draw that on the map somewhere? Or, or in some way represent that on the map? Maybe just, like, an arrow pointing, like, over that way? Yeah, I guess it would probably have been sort of over here, wouldn't it? Just sort of... Because we actually know that some kobolds at least interacted with the library, so they would be sort of in the traditional sort of... But yeah, you feel free to shrink that down, but I reckon that would be... Yeah, they're kind of like they're they're off the map a little bit, but yeah, they are over that way. Oh, I think. Can I grab just that? Can we? Sorry, can we update the nightbot to um, to delete puns, please? Uh, I'm offended. Uh... Uh, <laughs> Russ, as someone who can, who has previously spoken to nightbot, uh, no, because uh, nightbot is banned yelling, but will not ban puns. Uh. Cool. He finds them punishing, but is not, uh, is not going to send anyone to the pun detentiary for that one. It's uh, okay. <laughs> so punny. But, uh, you know, uh, presumably they did have nobody to go with them uh, because they got left behind. So there you go. Okay, Ross, so you've said that there are some kobolds who decided to stay behind. Yeah. Um, thinking that they survived the human attack. They'll be fine. Uh, all right, so there are no projects currently in place. Take an action. Discover something, hold a discussion, or start a project. Hmm. I think I'd like to start a project. Okay. Uh, what is your project you'd like to start? Um, I think that I'm going to bring the coffee back into it. Coffee mm -hmm. just doesn't appear. You need beans. And beans are probably not found under the ground. They're probably found above ground. And I think it would be something that would take a lot of planning by the kobolds to like source more beans for the coffee which I guess they've become dependent on sort of maybe they use it ritualistically now or something um, but I think they roast them in the golden brazier yeah exactly right yeah um, but I think the the kobolds need beans we're running out of beans Okay, so the, is the project <laughs> is the project to learn how coffee bean where coffee beans come from, or is the project to steal more coffee beans? I to, to acquire coffee beans. Yes, I assume they would obtain them. Uh, for now, who's to say that maybe in the future they don't? Um, you know, the common learning kobolds may figure out how to farm them, but for now they are obtained from the surface. Okay, so um, how long do you think it would be to, t to obtain more coffee beans? Give I us think, a pitch. How many days? I think this would be a multi-day operation. If they didn't already specifically know where the beans are, there would have to be a scouting party and some acquisition specialists. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm getting I'm smelling the impression... another Kobold caper. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting the impression like... 2023? Three or four days to acquire coffee? Mm, mm, a couple of yeah. days of planning, a day there, day there, a day there, day back. All right, so I'm going to put a four. Four, four coffee bean. Uh, and we'll just have to tick that down. Uh, on the next <laughs> one. 
three kobolds in a trench coat ordering lots of coffee from the witch's yeah. room. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, all right, Joe. Your card yes. is the Ace of Spring, mm-hmm. which is... Sounds important. It is. <laughs> the uh, situation you are in has left you all altered. Mm. Agree on something and how the humans have changed you. Or okay. one of the group begins to manifest new monstrous qualities. What oh. are they? So either all the kobolds have been altered in some way that the human that the, the humans attack on the kobold nest has altered the kobolds in some way. Mm-hmm. All of them. Or one of the kobolds begins to manifest new monstrous qualities. Well, I think they've been uprooted, right? A lot of them from the only place that they've ever really called home. That sucks. And that leaves a lot of trauma, leaves a lot of Mm. sadness, leaves a lot of depression and grief and... I think collectively like acknowledging that doesn't fix it I think they're going to be feeling the effects of being uprooted for many generations to come but I think we should talk about what that looks like and how to deal with it Okay, so you're you're wanting to choose the all the kobolds have been uh, affected by this. Yeah. Okay. Does anybody have an idea on how this has impacted the kobold? Like, and I something we could like. You give that to me again, Joe, just because my brain held it, and then. Yeah. So we're talking about the effects of being uprooted from your community, mm. um, and losing your sense of place, basically, and what that does. Which is a big and like luminous, yeah. huge thing, because it affects different people differently, right? I mean, maybe maybe it has a pretty big impact on the very young kobolds, in terms of there's a lot more closeness between the family groups, mm. because people are worried about being left behind because some people chose not to come with the group, mm-hmm. so the the tight knitness of family groups and like friendship groups is sort of everyone's closer so anyone who comes in from the outside is going to be distrusted a little bit more for a little bit longer because yeah. of this uprooted mm-hmm. it, it everything sort of becomes more insular I like that so the kobolds yeah. become simultaneously closer knit as a community but also more wary of others outside very naturally distrusting yeah Mm. i think that's that makes sense i can agree with that um and also thank you that was a really good one joe uh next up we adjust the dice or the project counter so i'm gonna put a three next to beans beans i'm just gonna kind of it's beans it's It's three it's not a not a four anymore i don't know how to change oh wait i can i can edit it Huzzah! Yay. Oh my goodness! Huzzah! Three coffee bean. Look at you go! Um, 
Okay, so, uh, Joe, do you want to discover something? Hold a discussion. Start a project. Hmm. Well, I think some groups will have been going and like and investigating the tunnels and seeing what's around them, right? Looking for resources and things. Yeah. I think they're going to stumble across the the cavern with the um with the ghost. Oh, so they find the they find the necromancer um, yes. lecturer. Okay. But they also find a source of drinking water. Like it's huge. There's a lake. I feel like those are two things. Is it? Those are two things. But they they find the thing. It's, oh. it, in my brain, it's so a thing. in the ca- in the cavern that they find there is a lake, and the yes. cavern is happens to also be. They that find cavern. a cavern. Yes. Okay. They find um, a cavern. In the cavern is a ghost. And on that and... ghost, there was a lake. Okay. <laughs> um, well, do you want to then uh, draw some water, some little yes. waves in your cavern? I will. I will. I'll okay. give it so, my best shot. So the kobolds are are aware of the necromancer ghost lecture cave yeah okay i love it all right kate as, yeah. as joe draws that kate yours is the nine of hearts the nine of spring one of the group is still recovering from a serious wound mm-hmm. which is which is infected mm-hmm. who is it and what are the nature of these wounds or two of the community's smallest members get into a fight what provoked them are either of them injured okay um i'm gonna take the second no i'm gonna take the first option of those two okay um because i think that one of the kobolds had tried to dig down and had run into a skelly boy mm-hmm. and had come back with um, like forearm wounds that don't seem to be healing properly because they stink of some other form of magic mm-hmm. that that the kobolds haven't really dealt with. So we've got an injured, an injured, like an injured kobold from skeletons yeah that doesn't heal properly it doesn't heal properly doesn't necessarily mean that it's like um life-threatening but it's just not healing i mean in in many ways any wound that wound is like is yeah but it doesn't heal is going to be life-threatening eventually i guess what i mean is it's not a like a gut wound or a okay it's a it's a peripheral uh then we adjust the dice i'm gonna two coffee bean ah 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 um, and Kate, uh, yes. are we discovering something, having a conversation, or um, starting a project? I think the. Let's see if I'm right about the direction. Uh, um, one of the chat Twitter yes. Twitch person asks. Forearm number, wounds or forearm four wounds? Or yeah. Forearm wounds. Ha ha ha! How about four? We four encourage the puns, Kate. Four forearm four wounds. Four forearm wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there has been an attempt there has been a project set up to tunnel deeper despite the lack of necessary agreement 
earlier. Okay. Um, which is part of where this injury has come from. So the okay. project was to dig down to search for a safer, like, see if they could expand the right. more. Um, how long do you think it will take for them to see the project? I'd say it's a couple of days worth. Like, they're, they're aiming for, like, to just put a little mark on to give you a sense. I'm thinking they're aiming to go to, like, here in depth. So they're just trying okay. to go down a bit, but obviously not straight down or they're just going to make a sinkhole. But hmm. that idea, if they're trying to go down... So they're trying to expand their, their nest down. Down. Okay. So that they can create a bigger, safer space for themselves. Mm. All right, so how long do you think it would take to, to dig down that arcade? Um, and do it, like, safely? I'd say a like... couple of days. Like, you're looking at three or four days to make sure that the little ones aren't running down and getting underfoot and things like that. Okay. Um, Only into sinkholes. Let's say three days, dig tunnel, and then we're back to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the eight of spring, which is... How is status earned and defended in this community? Is there a clear hierarchy among monsters here? Or, beyond spoken words, how do monsters here communicate? Um, Interesting. I think previously the kobolds have earned, like, renown and prestige by having good heists. The champion of your your clan is just, like, strong and tall. Mm. Yeah. So I think... Status comes in two different kinds of status. Mm. So I think, given how heist focused the community is, and having to move and gather resources, status becomes something earned by having successful heists and providing not just for your clan but for the whole community, like for not just for your mm. little group but for the whole community. Which I think has some some run-on effects for the champion of the clan, who is just a big, strong guy, mm. but doesn't go on many heists himself because he's just a big, strong guy who like fights off monsters and stuff. Mm. Useful, but I think that that's what. But I'm not go so with. sneaky. But not so sneaky. Yeah. Um. All right. So we then adjust the dice. We have one coffee beans, and we have two dig tunnel. Uh, um, and I think I'm going to start a project. Cool. Ooh. Um, I think the champion of the clan, seeing that heists are what get attention now and not being big and strong, is going to going to like want to do a heist. But I think they start this by spending two days just like gathering a crew like putting the team together yeah <laughs> Ocean's Eleven style exactly Ocean's Eleven style gather a heist crew mm. uh, for the the champion of the clan that's me alright Ross yes you have the three of hearts the three of spring cool someone discovers a trove of ritual items Mm-hmm. which has been hidden what are they add into the map or an old language resurfaces among your group a, a tongue that you have not heard for ages why was it silenced and why has it returned 
I like the idea of finding a trove of ritual items, except they're probably just normal items to the, the humans and surface people. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to think what they would be like. Um, like maybe some like gym equipment, you know, like it, it seems super mundane to us, but they're like, you know, the, 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 the dumbbells of truth and those who can lift <laughs> the dumbbells are like the ultimate kobold. The dumbbells of destiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I think the, the like, what's, what's that? The like, like the chest expander, like those, those springs, which. Oh, like, a, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bunch, just like two hands with a bunch of springs between them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a resistance trainer. Yeah. Whoever Ooh. can pull them apart. Yeah. Yeah. Is, <laughs> is the worthiest kobold. Yeah. Maybe that's how the champion got the champion status. Mm. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> add it to the map. Um, draw some, some, some relics. Cool. So I think what I'm going to do is um, uh, they would probably be actually we can probably say they were they were discovered during the coffee bean heist. Uh, so they're they're probably somewhere up, somewhere up here on the surface, uh, and they'd be sort of yeah sort of the the dumbbells of truth would sort of be over here somewhere. Uh, if I can, yeah. And so, yeah, they sort of found them on the coffee exhibition. And so perhaps people will be upset that um, instead of their arms full of coffee beans. Well, hang on, no, um, you're, because your 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 project's about to wrap up, they're going yeah. to succeed. So uh, you're the one who, who decides how it goes. Yeah. Um, so your so your card is they find a bunch of exercise equipment, which yeah. is. The, the ritual that yeah. they find. We then adjust all the projects. So coffee bean ticks down to zero. Gather high screw ticks down to one. And dig tunnels also ticks down to one. So the coffee bean resolves as your project, Ross. Yeah. Uh, how does that resolve? So I think they, they managed to find some coffee beans, but some in the community are upset because instead of coffee beans, um, some of this gym equipment has been, like, rolled, you know, on the web. Because I, I imagine, like, the dumbbells aren't easy to pick up for the kobolds necessarily. So the, the one who found the gym equipment has been, like, pushing it back and, like, slowed the expedition down a little. So there's, there's consternation within the camp uh, and... Um, the 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 worthiness of these these gym equipment comes into play when not as much coffee bean as as was maybe hoped for you know has been retrieved. Okay, so there's some some coffee, but not as much as people want, as the kobolds wanted. Mm. Okay, all right. Um, and then you get to still take your action. So, uh, are you discovering something, having a discussion, or starting a project? I think, um, well, we did discover the ritual objects. So maybe we should have a discussion about who will be worthy of uh, attempting to lift the dumbbells of destiny. Okay, so is that the, the discussion you want to have? Yeah. All right, start us off then. Well, obviously, the 
the the champion of the kobolds is gonna think they're worthy the most mm. um but because i am uh, a fan of the underdog story i think the the tiniest kobold is gonna be let's say the tiniest adult kobold the one who is like uh one and a half feet tall yeah, like weak of muscle but strong of spirit uh, is going to uh, is going to sort of step up and and uh, ha- have an underdog story. I think. Okay. Uh, so then, next in the in the order is Joe as the next person in this com- in this discussion. I think the elders of the group might have a, a bit of an issue with this because they're kind of like I feel like traditionally the kobolds have been very like what's the word for elder society El- like old fashioned or oh, no um uh the elders run, run uh, um yes uh, it's, you mean um oh god uh yeah there's a word for it and i can't remember like i can't remember what it was is it a geron uh it's like oligarchy but it's not an oligarchical rule. It's yeah. something else. Yeah. Anyway, like people Ger- like Clinker and the. Uh... Is it a gerontocracy? Something like that. Maybe. Hmm. Um. But yeah, so they're the ones who normally run things. Like Clinker gives us instructions in um in the Cobalt campus, um, and seems to be in charge. So I think they're a little bit like, mm, no, it's not about strength. It's about wisdom. Yeah. Uh, Kate. Um, I think that there's a small group of kobolds that regularly go on expeditions up to the surface who, like, aren't particularly happy about some random little kobold getting to do this thing because they've been bringing back all of the credit um, Mm. from the surface and, like, that they're sort of a bit not okay with this because they think that they're like mar- their sort of martial buddies in their little group should be the first ones to get a crack at it because they've been proving themselves a lot. Mm-hmm. And therefore they have the right to go first. Okay. Uh, I will take the role of the uh, the clan champion mm-hmm. who during this discussion remain silent Mm. interesting Uh, and then that was your turn Ross Joe it is your card draw me a card the king of hearts this is there is no there is no uh, like two options there is one thing I'm going to read okay a ritual from the surface dwellers Mm-hmm. has been adopted by some of the monsters here. What is it? Agree on something about why this ritual is vital to retain and preserve as your own. So what is something that the kobolds have adopted? I'm going to and we're going to add it to our adoptions list here. Um If you want to the university, right? If you want to, you could like we can cross off the learning. <laughs> Jahari, yeah, morning coffee. No, we've already got that one. On we've already list. got I that. Think ha- I think yeah. I have to think of something new because that was initially what I thought of as well. Mm. Um, Rachel, as if we aren't all people who respect the caffeine gods, like <laughs> pretty much. Um, if you I wanted would... to, like, you could just cross off 
the learning common from the taboo list and just make it something that they're starting to adopt. Well, I was thinking... Or something totally new. I was thinking... Um, they're underneath the university, right? Yep. I wonder if the group that is gunning for um, learning common wants to take it even further and it's like actually education maybe we should set up a school mm. okay that seems uh, a bit projective though so i think maybe we should this is this is a ritual yeah so... i know i mean if that's the line of thinking you've got joe like think about the things that are ritualistic in education right like what are the things that where people come together and do things in education that they might be adopting as a thing that is like that, but that's not the building of a school. Mm. Like attending classes, telling stories. I feel if like they already thing, do like, that though. But but if that's the kind of thing, I like what, I like what Rachel, yeah, like that. That's kind of where I was. That's kind of what I was thinking. But um, that's yeah, it's your like, it's your thing to pick. But like, no, that I kind know, of thing. Let that be a thing. Like, what about? Is well, it just randomly? They could adopt the idea of like classes because they've seen them by some of them going up onto the surface. Maybe How else they've they learn common? adopted writing stuff down. Yeah. Is that a ritual though? I mean, the ritual of like journaling. Because currently all the plans that they do are like on scrap pieces of paper. Maybe they like start writing on the walls like a blackboard so that other people can see it. Or they start holding like impromptu lectures or something. Public, public talks. The Graduation ritual. ceremonies is an interesting uh, suggestion from the chat. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it before. I'm not, I'm not feeling like I don't. I don't it just, I, I understand. Like, oh God, I don't, I don't know how to put it into words. When you it say, just when you think of the word like ritual, some, it doesn't feel like something that the kobolds would have taken on for themselves with any particular meaning for their day-to-day life. Well, Does that make sense? Okay, can I, can I make us another suggestion of things that happen on campus that are ritualistic but not, like, necessarily academic? Mm-hmm. Sport? Uh, well, I was going to say mugby, but also um, going, like, happy hour and things like that that are, like... Things they already that eat pe- together a lot, though. But, like, like happy hour is, like, a period of time when... The, the beverages are cheaper than normal and But people... also they're in a communal culture where they, they share food and drink and stuff, so I don't know. I mean, maybe they interpret happy hour as, like, once a day during the happy hour, we have a little party. Yeah, like, it doesn't have to be an exact rep- representation of what the, the, the big it's folk It's the kobold's do. interpretation of that ritual. I mean, I like Rachel's thing of the ritual of writing one's own name on things, and that is because Rachel yes! is a teacher. Labeling she things. Is sick of, oh my she gosh. is sick of trees of paper without names on them. <laughs> 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 um, I do like the idea of a kobold mugby team, though. That's the other thing of like coming together to yeah. to, to sport. That is very ri- ritualistic to people outside, isn't it? Mm. Sports ball. Do you want yeah. the Kobold to start having I a mugby think, team? I think they're going to start a mugby team, a mugby right. tournament. So uh, I'm adding to the adoptions, the Kobolds are learning mugby. And oh my god, li- it's going to be the best. It's having be a little little league, little mugby league. Can I ask, wait, can I, can I ask Joe, um, do, they have a, do they have a mascot? Is it- oh, it's the Griffin. 
I mean, little, it'd be like each little family. It's the little tiny griffin. It'd be the little captain. All right. So, yes. Uh, yes. Thank you, Joe. One team is the griffin, and um, and one team is the shiny rocks. The shiny rocks. The different the different mascot for the family groups. All right, Kate, we're taking yeah. down the no, projects. How am I going to go past that? Dig tunnel. How did the tunnel. <laughs> how did the tunnel digging go? I think the tunnel digging went well. Um, I think. <laughs> They got most of the way the depth they wanted, but they stopped when the ground started being a bit weird and they didn't like the sort of magic smell coming off of the ground. Okay. As they sort of got to the depth where Skelly Boys... Uh, Do you want to draw weird ground? on the map to represent How that. How does one draw weird ground? Purple ground. That'll... Purple ground. No. Draw, draw like a section of purple ground. Okay. Um, I'll only draw it on the depth one because I think if I try and draw it yeah, under yeah. the other one, it's not going to no, make yeah, sense. That makes sense. But um, I feel like it's sort of like there's this weird... And for my... The heist... The guy who's doing the heist, um, he assembles a crew. It's, he spends two days, and he goes around the the Kobold clans and assembles like an Ocean's Eleven style crew of heisters, including some of our our, our, our favorites that, that we know and love, Sneak and Squeak uh, and and like Rumble and Silic. Like we're just like a bunch of Kobolds, including actually that uh, Kobold who the the young the young one. The little one who wants to lift the dumbbell of destiny. Mm. Oh yes. And he, as a, are they? I'm just assuming gender there. Sorry, I shouldn't have. Um, are they the um, the Matt Damon character? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Um, all right, so the projects are all ticked down. Uh, your action, Joe. Discover yes. something new. Hold discussion. Start a project. I'm starting a project. We're starting the school. Okay. Uh, how long does it take to start <laughs> um, a school? Well, I think based on the rules, I remember reading through through it. It says that um, you can the, take steps. To like- yeah, you can take steps. So I think what we're going to need to do is um, form a, a little group. Um, to start thinking about what they want to teach um, and who they want to teach it to. Teach a working group. Yeah. How long does it take? Um, well, they've got to do a little bit of research. They've got to go and chat to some people. Do they want to talk about, um, talk to kids? Do they want to talk to um, adults? Do they want to make it a university thing? Do they want to make it a school, like a primary school thing? Um they need to like figure out who's going to be in support of it, all that kind of jazz. So I think it's going to take a little while. Maybe so three days. Three days. Three of four discussion. days. Yeah. So, Maybe. like I say, a little while, but a little while in the context of this game. Yeah. All right. Let's say three days to work out what they're going to actually do as a teaching group. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kate, you are next. Yeah. You have the five of hearts, which is. Two or more monsters who live here decide to commit themselves to each other. 
who performs the rituals for the union. Or a younger monster is brought to adulthood through an ancient ceremony. Who performs the rites required for the transition? Um, I think uh, that given we've already discussed that it's somewhat of a gerontocracy, I think Clinker performs the rights to push people through into their defined adulthood. But now that the world is the way that it is, that that involves something to do with the athletic equipment that's been found mm. as a proof of strength and commitment to membership of the clan. Okay. Again, with that, like, insular, because we moved... Everyone needs to be able to contribute, and everyone needs to be able to lift their bag and, and yeah. carry someone else's bag, and so, literal support of each other. Okay. Yeah, Rachel, I don't want it to be an actual graduation. Like I know, but no. <laughs> uh, then we tick down the projects, um, and you take an action. Discover something, have a discussion, start a project. Um. I don't have to just play the the kobolds, right? Yeah, you can play the other things on the map too. Yeah, I think the ants have started, like the little bug guys have started to dig um, across the surface and have run up against a kobold tunnel. Okay. So they have a little bit, and because the kobolds are coming and going from the surface a little bit, especially the common ones, they've sort of noticed. So it's like a discovery for them of the other. Mm. Okay. Uh, are you happy for me to just copy and paste a bunch of ants and make more ants on the map? Sure. You can use my trash ant boys as, uh, as whatever you want. They go marching two by two, which is why they're a pair of... They hurrah, hurrah. Marching. Oh, no. The ants go marching, and they have... How far? That far? I don't know. You tell me where the closest kobold tunnel is, because probably there. We can say about there. The ants Great. have gone marching, and they've they've found kobolds. Yeah. All right. Um, after Kate, it is me. Uh, the Seven of Hearts. There's a large body of water on the map. Where is it? What does it look like? Or there's a place on the map that has been desecrated. Where is it? How might it be restored? Oh, my gosh. I love that I know exactly where on the map this all belongs <laughs> in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, they the kobolds that have the diggers that have been like doing the their small little tunnels, not the like main tunnels. Mm. Um, they have dug quite deep and found uh, like a bit of an aquifer, uh, like a channel that um, seeping up from from deeper below this big patch of water um, that seems to to be seeping from like below the the bedrock and formed a bit of a bit of a lake uh, and cool. I put it over here all right um then we adjust the dice teacher working group ticks down with one um hmm what am i gonna do i'm starting a project the champion and his oceans 11 crew are going to heist the dumbbells back to the cobalt nest, bringing them from the surface underground mm-hmm. to the Didn't nest. Didn't we already do that? They were found on the surface when the the 
bean kobolds went up and found coffee beans. Oh, they didn't bring them back. No, two. They're okay. very heavy. They just they found them, couldn't really move them. Right. Decided that this ritualistic object is very important, and they're going to go heist them. And I okay, think, great. Um, given that they know where the they are, I'm going to say it takes three days for this heist. Ross. Yes. You have the Jack of Spring. Mm. Jack of Spring is... It is unusual that some monsters form communities. Agree on mm. something about why this community <laughs> exists. Or... These monsters have always lived in communities. Agree on something about the nature of monster communities. I think and this, is, this doesn't have to be the kobolds. This could be the, the, the skeletons as well. If you want, or the Interesting. Ants. I think... Yeah, I think the kobolds are quite clan-like. I like the idea of, um, I like the idea of, of like agreeing. Like, we had this common cause as as when we started out, we were but dragon worshippers, but now we are independent and free. But you know what I mean. Like we are, we have our own purpose and and culture and um, uh, and and hopes and dreams and things. I like it. Uh, I will tick down these projects, uh, which means the teacher working group projects come to an end. Joe, mm-hmm. as the t- how does the teacher working group project go? Um, I think it has had mixed success. Um, there have been a few um, people who have been a little bit like hesitant and don't quite see the need to learn common um but yeah most people seem to be on board particularly i think because um they discovered that the best way to get people on board was to say hey it's just going to make heists easier because we'll be able to read stuff when we get up there Mm. and we'll be able to figure out where stuff is Mm -hmm. we'll be able to bring, bring back more shiny can't argue with that. Um, all right. Ross, you get to take an action. Yes. Hmm. Discover something, have a discussion, start a project. feel like we have one project on the go currently, don't we? Which is the... Dumbbell of Destiny. The Dumbbell of Destiny. Because <laughs> uh, the school completed... you dropped that in there. Yeah, the school just finished Joe's yeah. school. Uh, there are some issues, but they that they think learning common is a good idea. Yeah. So, I reckon we should make a discovery of some kind. Okay. Um. Maybe it's a cave with um, like ethereal glowing crystals. I like it. All right, add it to the map. Uh, let me. We've not been utilizing the depths too much. Let's um, let's have our little like uh, kyber crystal type things here, <laughs> and yeah, a little cave, and um, yeah. So we'll put it for there for the depths, and then it can be sort of maybe over here though. Actually, Ben, if you just copy and paste that over there. Yeah, um, I can do that. Uh, yes, there's a little ca- there's a cave. It's kind of over here. 
I'm going to make it a little bit smaller just so it fits on the map a little better. Hyper Crystal Cave. Magic Crystal Cave. Love um, it. Joe. The four parts. Yes. A powerful tool of the humans is found near the settlement. Mm-hmm. How is it destroyed? What does it cost you to do so? Or a powerful tool of the humans is found nearby the settlement. How is it co-opted? What benefit does it bring? You are underneath a wizard collar, like a wizard. Yeah, I know. As well. But I kind of want it to be like the super mundane thing. Okay. Give me some mundane things. Uh, quill and ink. Mm-hmm. Um, Student ID card. <laughs> yeah. Uh, toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Um, the oh, uh, a kitchen grill. <laughs> A barbecue, like a wheelie barbecue, like a wheel out barbecue. <gasps> a portable brazier. Portable <laughs> cooking. Oh my goodness. Okay, cool. So what they've um, found is like one of those little camping stoves. Yeah. Um, and they brought it with them. Um, and and now they've, they're having um, big discussions about how it's related to the big brazier in the center of their cavern. And, um, and, and what that might mean. All right, uh, draw a little. Draw. Actually, want you just to draw a little brazier in the in the tunnel in the cave. Would you want to draw it? You yep. can draw it. Oh, I reckon. Could you um, copy paste yours? Yeah. And then just make it really tiny next to it. Yes. Copy paste. Dice tick down. Um, all right, Joe, take an action. Discover something new. Hold a discussion. Start a project. Um, I think somebody, um, when they're exploring the cave, the glitter cave, um, discovers that if you put a torch in just the right spot, it makes really pretty lights and it like, it focuses and glitters all over the cave. So there's some cool, like refraction stuff going on yeah. with the, yeah, yeah. that's a cool discovery. I like that. Yeah. That's neat. Uh, Kate, mm-hmm. six of hearts. Um, you see a good omen. What is it? Or you see a bad omen. What is it? Oh, um, one of the kobolds on their journeys to the surface, just right by the entrance to their like cave opening, uh, they find a student ID card. And it is a bad omen because it is like someone has, they they are very unsure that someone has taken it and brought it down to bring it down, which would be bad, but it is very much too close. So. Mm. A bad omen ID card. Bad omen ID card. The ID card warns us. (laughs) Um, And I almost feel like that means that that particular route to the surface is not used again. Or like is caved in because they don't want the surface people to be able to come down and find the kobold Mm. tunnel. Okay. Which probably, when it comes to projects, would lead to a new surface tunnel needing to be built. Okay. Um, Do you want to put a little X on the left-hand side of the map? Like where roughly? Where? So I, I don't know, Ben, where you think there are already tunnels. 
There are kind of already, like, anywhere there is not... I'm not drawing tunnels on the map. No, that's fine. That's kind of like... Are there any particular places that you think tunnel doors already come out, I guess, is a better way to ask that question. Uh, No, I haven't put that on the map. I think you just draw an X on the area on the map that represents, like, kobolds have less access to that area of the map. Okay, I think... I think that the co- that a logical place that it would have been dropped is near the library because someone was carrying too many books and too many things. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's probably, like, something that pops out, like, here. You might want to shrink that because that's quite a big X. Um, like a little cobalt tunnel that, like, pops up, like, near the library somewhere that they just don't use anymore because mm-hmm. it is... There, there was a there was a um, an ID card and it is too risky, yeah, to go there anymore. And like to the chat, yes, it probably Susie. Let's be yeah. realistic, it's probably Susie's, but I'm not going to say that. It's mm-hmm. it's Susie's or Harold's, 100. percent mm. All right, um, tick down projects. The um, dumbbell of destiny. Yeah. Uh, I decide how the, how successful it is. <laughs> Um, I think the heist to recover the Dumbbell of Destiny was a raging success, and uh, despite the various... I can't like grab all of them. Despite the various uh, Ocean's Eleven-esque twists that the heist took, yes, it was successful. They they recovered the Dumbbell of Destiny, but it, but it had to be brought down to the the cave with the young kobold, the, the the one with spirit, had to assist the champion to carry it because it was, it was so heavy and they needed mm. both of them to carry it together. Teamwork. Apparently it makes the dream work. Um, so that was the dice. Uh, eight. Yes. Action. Uh, building, project, building of tunnel replacement of thing that that did have to get collapsed. Okay. Um, um, pick a spot on the map and I'll add a little... I think they would want one that is going the same direction. So I think the goal place for it to go to would be like, they've probably branched off what already exists and caved in that bit. So let's say it's going to go to like here. And it's aiming for like nominally the other side of the library, kind of like on this map, it would be the other mm-hmm. side of the library, but it's it's actually like just the other end of the front, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, and it probably branches off like this, if that makes sense. And how long does it um, take? Probably like a solid six days because they'd need to make sure that the other one is collapsed in first and then... Um, it's very important that they get this tunnel right. They don't yeah, want to rush it. this tunnel is, has to be right. Um, I'm also just going to draw in uh, a straight line tunnel that nominally goes, that already exists from the brazier out because that way we kind of know yeah what's yeah. been caved in and stuff but if that, if that needs to get taken away that can be it's just more for guidance purposes makes sense all right so i think what we're going to do being so i think that um concludes this turn order is just have a very brief intermission so stick around and see how our kobolds fare in the second half of the deep forest <laughs>